What's going on, guys? Welcome back to MST episode 12. 12. <laughs> Dude, I never know what episode it is. <laughs> I swear I say 12 every week now. Um, yep. But I, I guess, yeah, we'll just say it's episode 12 every week, so make it easy on us. Welcome back to episode 12, um, part 7, episode 12. <laughs> um, this week, we got some more NBA talk. Uh, this might be a shorter podcast for you listeners out there. Um, but just some NBA news. As uh, we're getting closer and closer to the NBA returning, we're seeing a lot more guys making up decisions on whether they're going to play or not. And a lot of guys who are dropping out of play for the uh, play-in and for the playoffs. So we have a whole bunch of guys that could be very effective to their team's success in this play-in and in the playoffs that will not be participating due to various reasons, whether it's uh, the protests, coronavirus, um, their family members that have coronavirus or are exposed to it. But there's a lot of guys right now that are deciding whether or not to sit out. We've had a whole bunch just in this last week since we recorded last that have decided they're not going to be participating in the league when it returns. Um, Eric, you have any initial thoughts on that? And then we'll get more in depth on the players. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, like, I mean, no specific thoughts. I just think like people are taking, I guess, precaution in terms of the virus. And then I don't know how I feel about the whole sitting out because you don't feel that you'll have the voice. Um, because I think the NBA is doing a really good job, uh, in terms of giving players the ability to voice their, you know, their opinions and their, what like their views, I guess. Um, I think the NBA is doing a pretty good job with that and allowing players to do that, uh, which many other leagues I don't think have done, um, have gone to the, the same measures as the NBA has. Um, so I, I, I do think that sitting out for that reason is not a good reason, to be honest. Um, but other, I mean, the coronavirus, yeah, it makes sense. People want to take their precaution. Um, and then, um, yeah, I guess keeping their family safe is if, if that's like what they're worried about, then I, I think that's a good enough reason to not play, but yeah, a lot of people have been family first, uh, all that health and family before anything, which I can respect. Um, as well as the, the protests, I don't, I mean, stand for what you believe in, but I do think the NBA makes a, is a great platform and games coming back, um, national television where players can make stands is, is a great platform for them to do it. So I don't understand the whole aspect of that, why that, uh, that reason players are sitting out, but I think, um, you know, do what you want. I just think it's going to be a crazy, uh, NBA season. I think somebody said, I think it was Austin Rivers said, put an asterisk next to the championship this year because this is going to be the hardest, one of the hardest years to win an NBA championship. Yeah, Giannis said that too. Um, Came out and said that today, actually. Which I I, I didn't agree with at first. Um, I thought it was just like kind of normal, but I guess in a way it, it is asking a lot of the players to return, um, come back right before the playoffs and perform to give a championship, especially when some of their teammates are sitting out and they have to step up into bigger roles and stuff like that. Um, so 
we have uh, j- let's just talk about some of the guys that are sitting out and the impact that can that it can have on their team, their team success, not only their team but their individual selves, and if they're free agents and how it will affect their uh, free agency maybe. Because a lot of people, a lot of organizations look into players' playoff success when deciding whether or not to uh, sign a free agent, especially older veteran guys that are helpful for deep playoff runs and have been there before. Um, and one of the first names that sticks out to me is uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yep. Um, so DeAndre Jordan actually did test positive for COVID. Um, he just found out the other day. And he was actually the fifth Nets player to announce that he was not going to play. Uh, the other list of Nets players that will not be joining the team in Orlando include Wilson Chandler, who we, has, who we know is a very effective role player, um, Nicholas Claxton, who's uh, not, not as big of a part of their team, KD and Kyrie, who have been hurt for a majority or all of the season. So um, yeah. I think Didn't DeAndre is probably – the who? Uh, Dinwiddie was, uh, um, no, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie has Corona, but I don't think he plans on sitting out because okay. if he quarantines, he'll be ready to go. And I know that guy just loves to play basketball, so he'll probably play. Um, well, I mean, if you like, that's just the perfect, like th- this guy can't really sit out because he's going to be in a situation this off season that he's going to be a free agent and he could be going for some big money. So that and the dude, yeah, yeah. The dude just loves playing basketball. I mean, yeah. There's nothing he'd rather be doing, and I'm sure he's excited to come back. Um, and he's going to be basically like the premier player for that team in the in this run that they're going to have. So if they lost Dinwiddie, I think all hope would be lost for the Nets as a whole. Um, DeAndre Jordan, though, is a big loss for the team, in my opinion. Um Jared Allen's a guy who doesn't have much playoff experience. DeAndre Jordan, although he has never made the finals, does have playoff experience, having played with the Clippers all those years and uh, various different teams throughout his time. And that's a guy that gives you good, um, at times starting this year, gives you good minutes, especially for such a young team in the Nets and uh, such a low experience level playoff team. A guy, the veteran presence that you need in the playoffs, and DeAndre Jordan is definitely, as of right now, one of the key pieces to that team and yeah. their success. And I think that'll probably set them over the edge to maybe not making the playoffs. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's all that needs to be said for him. Uh, you look at Avery Bradley. Big loss. Um, I think that is a big loss, but it's also not as big of a loss considering the team that he has. You know, he plays for the Lakers. There's a lot of great players. A lot of uh, people knock the Lakers' depth in their rotation, but uh, people are underwhelming how good they can. Those players can actually be. Um, there's a lot of guys like Danny Green and all those guys that make good playoff players, uh, good playoff veterans. Avery Bradley is a big loss because he is one of those guys. But you have other guys that can do kind of do what Avery Bradley does. Like they signed J.R. Smith in place of him. And J.R. Smith is a, not as good of a defender as Avery Bradley, but he's probably a better scorer than Avery Bradley. Just a trade-off, but they're both good like two-way players, uh, two-way role players in the league. Um, so I think the signing made the loss less important for the team. 
Um, but Avery yeah. Bradley's a guy that has had chemistry and played pretty much the whole season with these guys. Also been in the starting lineup. That's the thing right there is like what you just said. He's been in the starting lineup. He's, yeah. he's started pretty much all year um, and, for the Lakers. And JR hasn't played in like two years. Or, and not only has he not played, he's only played with LeBron on that team. So, um, yeah. I mean, he hasn't played with like Anthony Davis. I mean – it's not hard to play with a guy like Anthony Davis because he's all around. He can do pretty much everything. So, I mean, it's not tough to play with a guy like that. But, I don't know, it's just when you when you build this rhythm with a team, like like in terms of Avery Bradley, he was shooting like pretty close to like 40, I think maybe 40, 41% from three this year. He was, he was shooting really, really well. And we are but, we all, as Boston fans, we know what he can do on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and wow. – but I also, like, think that messing up, I don't know, I think that could really mess up chemistry because you, you get in this rhythm and you see, oh, I know Avery's going to be in this corner at this time, like, as soon as I cut, you know, like, just, like, little things like that. I think that could, it's, it's a loss. I mean, losing a guy out of your starting lineup, no matter who it is, it's a big loss, but. Yeah. Um. So, this, uh, that's definitely one of the bigger losses I see, but right here is the biggest loss in all of N- all of the NBA, in my opinion. And the thing is, it's not that big of a name. He's just a guy that has so much impact on his team and impact on his future with his decision that make it so big, and that's Davis Bertans yeah. of the Wizards. Um, he's sitting out because he didn't really give a reason. Um, I think he hit it as coronavirus. But a lot of people are arguing the fact that, you know, everybody knows that Davis is in a career year. He's having a career year right now, um, right before he's actually going to be a free agent. And he could be looking for a big payday, especially with the lackluster free agency next uh, this upcoming summer or this upcoming fall. Um, that's a huge loss for the Wizards, too, as a team that's on just on the outside. I mean, they're not really just on the outside, but they're on the outside looking in. And they're, they're you know, they're obviously there for a reason. They're in the running. Yeah. Um. But that that's like one of the main scoring options this year for the Wizards. Um, he's averaging like fifteen and five, nearly good shooting splits. One of the best stretches in the game, and um, that's just another guy Bradley Beal like can't pass to, especially since Bradley's such a focus of the offense. Now he's even more focus of the offense, and somebody's gonna have to step up there. Um, so Jake, does this hurt Davis in his free agent? That's lineup? what I was just about to talk about. I'm not sure. A lot of people are saying it doesn't hurt him and it actually helps him more than it hurts him. And a lot of people are saying it hurts him because he's deciding not to play. I can see how it hurts him because he's deciding not to play when he clearly could play. I mean, coronavirus like halted him to not play. And that's what he said, but he has no injury or anything. Um, He's also choosing to skip Orlando because I think he might be afraid of underperforming at this point in the season, and that could he's practicing with the team, which really throws me off. Yeah, I think he said he's sitting out, but I don't know if he's completely decided because it's not like you decide to sit out like unless the team signs a free agent, then like nothing happens, but what I see here is just a guy who might be afraid to negate his stock as a free agency. 
um, pickup for a lot of teams. Like that's what the NBA has become. So a lot of stretch fours, and that's what Davis is. He's so good at uh, stroking the three. We saw it in the three point con uh, contest this year. And um, you know, if they were to if they were to make the the um, playoffs, Washington, you have to think they'd be playing Milwaukee in the first round, yeah. which is not a good matchup for him at all considering the length they have, um, the athleticism they have down low with Giannis and just the height of and the defensibility of like guys like Brooke and Robin Lopez. Um, so that would be – that would be. Um, I think in, in a way he's doing – I wouldn't say he's doing the right thing, but I think he's doing the right thing for himself because I don't think – I think he wouldn't play as well as he did this previous – before this all this happened. Especially think, going up against the Bucks. So this is this is my opinion on this situation. You got a guy coming off his best season yet. He's yep. cl- clearly like it's not even close. Like this guy just came came out of I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere, but he, I mean, in terms of if you look at his stat line, like it's not even close. Like this is by far his best season. Yep. So he's coming off his best season. He has a chance to play in the playoffs and gain playoff experience. If I'm a GM. And I'm. This isn't a type of guy I feel like you build your team around. He's a guy. He's like. He's like the third star. He's like the Kevin Love to a team. Yeah. I feel like. So, and he's. I'm sure he'll get paid that way too. But. I think that with you know he has the ability to get some playoff experience this year and in big time minutes too. Yeah. He's a very good possibility. And if I'm a GM. I look at this and say, you know, that hurts his stock by far, by a lot, actually, because he's not going to get it, that playoff experience. He's coming off his best season yet. Let's see if we if he can carry it into the playoffs. We always talk about, you know, like, for for example, Jason Tatum, this man turns it up in the playoffs, right? Has, yep. you know, two years he has. So... I don't know. I think I think this actually really hurts him. I don't think it's a great. I choice. think it hurts him and helps him. I think, like I said, he's the starting four on that team. The starting four on Milwaukee is Giannis. Um, he would get shut down so easily. Um, yeah, but what if he came out and just absolutely shot the three ball like insane? But he—that's you know? the thing. You'd have he'd have to, and that's the only way because he's not. I mean. He's not, not really much of an inside presence, but you know, you know, you're even less of an inside presence than you would be against anybody else if you're facing Giannis. Yeah. And uh, I had a, I had just made thought of a good point, but I forgot. Um, but yeah, going up against Giannis, I don't. It just doesn't bode well for him in my head. Um, I, from a competitive spirit, I would say he should play. But also, this was my point that I was thinking of. If he was the only guy to sit out, I would find a problem with it. But there's so many other guys sitting out for so many different reasons that could, are going to be free agents. I don't think it hurts him that much. Because anybody, right, could, anybody could just say, I'm sitting out because of coronavirus. Or I'm sitting out because of protests. Or my family, I'm trying to keep my family safe. Yeah, a lot of people can do that. So I don't think it kills him as much as it helps. I wouldn't say it helps him, but it doesn't kill him as much as somebody might, as it normally would in any other season. Yeah. 
that makes sense. I guess, yeah, if he was the only guy, then it, then it's, like, very uh, telling that he's nervous to play. Yeah. You know? Um, there's a few other guys we could look at. Trevor Ariza, that's another big one. He's sitting out for the Blazers. Uh, you know, another vet. One of the best two-way uh, vets in the league. A lot of these two-way guys are sitting out. Which, um, especially in the league today when two-way guys are so valuable, you know, these guys would have never been considered as guys that can push a team over the edge. But these vets can push teams over the edge so much now in the in the rotation minutes they get in the playoffs with their experience. is crazy. Any loss oh. to a team sucks, but to a team like the Trailblazers. That need, that are so close to getting in. And they yeah, lose a big tough. part of their rotation. That is, that's tough. Um, he's staying home to care for his son, which I understand. It's an understandable decision because his son has a, a condition where he's very at, he's at high risk. Um, so I don't blame him at all. Uh, another guy, Willie Cauley Stein, who's another a big man for the, the Mavericks. I don't think I don't see the Mavericks going super far, anyways, in their playoff team already. So I don't think this is a huge loss. I think they're going to settle with, you know, a first or second round exit. And that's probably how their season would have ended up either way. Um, but yeah. I think, you know, he's a he's a guy that definitely helps the team, especially around the rim. We already talked about Wilson Chandler. Um, Pablo Cephalosha, nah, he's a good vet. Um, it's tough for the Rockets, though, because... Rockets are playing that small ball, and he's like a he's a I guess he's a three, but he's a he's a big three. Yeah, he's just like six seven ish, yeah. right around that. Just one of the bigger guys on their team, one yeah. of their bigger rotation guys. Um, yeah, that's that's an unfortunate loss. He hasn't been the same player that he um was in the past. Like he's only playing like eleven minutes per game for the Rockets, and probably even less in the playoffs. But if he were to play, but you know, nevertheless, another like I said, another two-way guy that's a vet sitting out. He's had playoff experience. Um, Zaire Smith of the the Sixers, he's hurt. Not really a huge loss. Um, I guess he's a guy that can provide some on offense, but you know, he's a guy that plays limited minutes. Yeah, some shooting. The Kyrie, um, injured. Uh, he's also in favor of not playing. Um, especially with the protests going on, we've seen what he stands for with that, which I respect. Um, Respected, but some people I think the don't respect it. The, I also think the best I can. I also think you know it's probably a good decision for him, coming off a big uh, an injury that's kept them out of so many games this year. True. Considering you know they probably don't have a really good shot at winning, especially with KD out. Um, probably better to play it safe, not re-aggravate anything or injure anything more than it needs to be and be out next season as well. Yep. Um, Dwight Howard's undecided. There's been some thoughts around him. I don't, I think if, if I'm Dwight, I'm playing, he has a, yeah. cha a good chance to win his first championship. Um, might be his only chance he could go <laughs> elsewhere. I was watching this on, uh, actually this morning I was watching it on, uh, on first take and Stephen A. Smith went off on Dwight because he was saying like, this is your first, you know, y you came back to the league. Like you were, you were very close to retiring. You come, you know, come back for another season to play for a team that 
has a serious shot at winning a ring because obviously your motive is to win a ring and you're going to sit out. Like, yeah. Like, that makes no sense. Like, you should do anything in your power to help a team win the championship right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, wherever. Another guy. Uh, this one's pretty big in my opinion. Hasn't decided whether or not he's going to sit out. But, um, also another guy there's been some hints around is Justice Winslow, forward for the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Just kind of re-sparked his, his career in Memphis. Um, and late earlier with the Heat this past season, created some value for himself. He's a guy that, you know, another two-way guy, a younger two-way guy, but a guy that's been a part of their rotation since he's arrived. He's undecided. Anywhere especially too. when they're the Grizzlies have, are the eighth seed and they have there's a chance that they could be knocked out. Um, yeah, he's a guy that can play point guard at his size too and defend pretty well. Um, so that's that's a big loss in my opinion for them, especially when you have a he's been in the playoffs and he's a guy that can you know if Jaws not you know playoffs are a high pressure situation for a rookie, especially one that leads the team. You know Jaws struggling. This is a guy you can give the ball to that's been in these situations before who's shown flashes of playmaking. Yeah. Um, I think this is another major loss, probably the second biggest one after Davis. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all the major major losses we've seen. Now, um, we can talk about some of the free agent signings. Ah, I just got a video pop up on this thing I'm looking at. But, so we've had some, uh, uh, probably 10, 15 or so signings. Um, the first one, Joe Kim Noah, he signed with the Clippers. I think that's a good signing. I think it is too. I mean, he's obviously not the player he used to be, but you know, like veterans are always good at this time of year and a guy that's been in the playoffs so many times and, uh, still shows, you know, good defensive ability at his age. Uh, there's no hurt in signing him. Um, Corey Brewer has officially signed with the Kings with for the, the rest Kings. of the year. Um, I, don't, I mean, I guess they add a vet to a young team, but they, they, don't, they don't. I don't think they need him, but he, I think he's just another guy that they can have. Um, David Nwaba, again, he agreed to a two-year deal, which is strange. Um, yeah, but it's for, for the Cavs, right? It's for so, the Rockets. Oh, with the Rockets? Um, I mean, it's a low, it's a low caliber deal and he's a guy that can play a little bit all around and those are guys they kind of like, so not a bad signing. And he's also like only 27, so he still has some upside just hitting his prime. Anthony Tolliver signs with Memphis, a veteran to bring in the lineup, um, especially down low. Tyler Johnson. Uh, Oh, what'd you say? Uh, Luke, Luke Mabamute. Mute, yeah. He's, he yeah, just he signed uh, with the signed. Rockets. That's a good signing. Yeah. Um, Tyler Johnson signs with the Nets. I guess a guy that can kind of score. That's what they need, especially with Kyrie and KDO. Um, Tyler Zeller signs with the Spurs, former Celtics player. I think that's another good signing. Um, yeah. Jakob Pertl's a little young up front. Uh, Tyler Zeller is a pretty high IQ basketball player. 
at the center position. So that that's a good move for them. Jerry and Grant. Throw down. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry and Grant goes to the Wizards. Um, God, I don't really know what to think of that. He's not really that impactful. No. Um, Jared Harper. I don't even know who the hell that is. Um, so he signed with the Knicks. So, like, the Knicks aren't even playing in, so I don't know why. <laughs> Ryan Brokoff, another guy who's... Eh. Signed with the... Or who? Is he the with the Mavs? Or? Signed with the Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, he's a shooter. Um, yeah, that's that's not going to hurt. Trey Burke, I think, is a pretty decent signing for the Mavs. Yeah. Another guy that mm-hmm. can shoot. Um, kind of score. Take some of the attention away from Luka. Kristaps, uh, Theo Pinson, another pretty average, below average player. Justin Patton signs with Detroit. Like doesn't matter. Justin Anderson officially signs with the Nets for the rest of the year. Also not huge. Um, Jordan Bell signs with the Cavs. That's also. actually even though even though they're not playing, that's actually kind of a good signing. I'm not even gonna front. Yeah, Jordan Bell definitely sh- uh, showed some flashes. Under the right coaching in Golden State, um, yeah, I think he definitely he's still kind of raw for somebody who's twenty five years old, um, which is like a tough signing. I mean, but it's it's not going to hurt the Cavs because they're the Cavs, and it's a two year deal. So you know maybe he breaks out and then you get him on a cheap deal the next year when you guys when your whole team's starting to break through with guys like Garland Sexton. Um, Jalen Adams, again, another guy uh, signed with the Trailblazers. Probably play some a few minutes in the playoffs. Probably not too much, though. JR, like we said, probably one of the biggest signings. Probably the biggest signing. Signs with yeah. the Lakers. And then Luke Mbamute, another guy. That's another big signing. We know what he brings on the defensive side of the ball. Shows a little offense, too. 33. Big for another, that team, too. Another veteran. They need a big man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. But there's still some guys available. The, the window is actually closed now, but these are guys that you didn't see signed. Um, Boogie. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, he's very injury prone. And uh, But if he was worth – like if we're going to get the, him for the minimum, like I don't see why not. Joe Johnson, not really – hasn't been in the league – hasn't really played in the league in a while. Um, IT, I'm surprised, isn't on a team like the Trailblazers or something like that to come off their bench. Um, Ryan Anderson, stretch four, guy who's played for the Rockets before. Not really their style now, but another guy that can stroke it. Um, Alan Crabb, eh, you know. I'm surprised, I'm surprised that Washington didn't go out and get Ryan Anderson. Yeah. To replace Davis. Oh, <coughs> uh, geez. I'm trying to eat a salad and talk at the same time. <laughs> Eating um, healthy here on uh, MST. Yeah, of course. Always. Uh, Gerald Green. Another guy that... Oh, my God. <coughs> Jeez. I'm, like, choking on this salad, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Jake's uh, dead? No. <laughs> Gerald Green, another guy that's you know can go off at any time. 
can score anyway, Dude. plays decent defense. I'm just going to say this a few years ago. He was starting for the Celtics in the playoffs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> to try and stop LeBron because he had one of the better games stopping LeBron when he yeah, was in he Cleveland. Um, so. Pow. Pow's a, still a very serviceable player, um, especially this time of year. Mane, another guy similar to Pow, that can do similar things. Iman Shumpert, guy that's been in the playoffs. I can't even count how many times. Um, won a championship. Yeah. Jamal Crawford, another guy that I could see on Portland, scorer off the bench. Um, Lance as well. Lance is a guy that can kind of do it all. But yeah, we got. There's a lot of guys that you know could have. That sh- I, in my opinion, should have been signed over other guys. Um, but I just you know, feel like I, I'm just curious to see how it plays out. I feel like some teams might have been a little curious too, because it's tough to bring a guy in mid-season, or I say mid-season, but um, you know, in a time where he's gonna have to learn, you know, their flow of the game yeah. and try and get chemistry. You know, it's tough. It's tough for a team to be like, yeah, we're gonna bring in an influential guy like I don't know a guy like Boogie. You know, who I mean, on most like that's probably a guy you want to sign in the off season, give him a chance to play. <laughs> around with the guys on his team, you know? Yep. So, I do think, though, this, like, this whole, like, I'm gonna sit out type of thing, like I was saying for Davis, I think, just in general, this coronavirus thing is gonna play a huge part in the offseason. Yeah. In terms of free agents. Because the league, the league is gonna go down in terms of their salary cap. They're going to take a hit, most likely. Mm-hmm. They're already talking about the hit. Um, which is going to seriously affect not only the free agents that you know I would like to see on the Celtics, but the guys that are already on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Jason Tatum. <laughs> like, I think, I don't know. It depends on how big this hit is because, like, they still don't know. But, like, there's a chance we might have to make the decision that we take, like, Gordon or Tatum. <laughs> like, well, who knows? I mean, Tatum's not a free agent this offseason. So he might just play out the year. Yeah. Which is, I mean, depending on how hard the cap gets hit and whatever. Um, you could see him just play out next year and then re-sign at the end of that year. Or we could see an extension. Um, you could get a max, maybe it'd be a, a slightly smaller max than what he could get next year. But I, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I know that a lot of teams will be very active once the season's over. And free agency hits just a couple days later, especially with the draft right around that time too. Do it's gonna be free. What Go were ahead. You gonna say? Go ahead. Oh, I said. Uh, do you think this is gonna be like an offseason where like we see guys like like big name guys making you know big time decisions on where they want to play, or do you think it's gonna be kind of low key? Well, there's the thing. There's not really a whole lot of big name guys. Yeah, I mean, you have Andre Drummond, who already basically said he's going to go back to the Cavs. Uh, Anthony Davis going to most likely go back to L.A. Yeah. 
Like, there's not a whole lot of guys that I see moving. Not a whole lot of, like, top-tier caliber. Like, yeah. franchise-changing free agents, so. Unless there's trades or something, then that's the only way I see huge moves happening. Guys that, like, really stick out to me that I think could could potentially swap teams. A uh, guy like DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I think he has a, he has a serious shot at being... Uh, he could go back to Toronto. He probably, probably could. <laughs> Um, guy like uh, Daniel Gallinari, I think. Yep. I think that's a good, um, you know, potential free agent, not just for the Celtics, but just even Chris Paul. Yeah, CP3. Yep. Um, and then you know, like you said, there's a lot of guys in here that are not the high name. You know, Paul Millsap's on the backside of his career. Um, but I mean, another guy. Yeah, not guys that can change a franchise, but guys that can help. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Do you think like does it, Otto Porter as a free agent team takes a swing on him or? Well, if a team does, I hope they don't sign him to the contract he got a few years ago. Yeah, because he was overpaid as all hell. Um, but you, team definitely gonna try and he's a good player. Like I'm not gonna say he's a bad player, but he's not a great player either. But he's gonna be a guy that will get more money than he should. Because of the class, free agency class that he's in. Yeah. Which, I guess Otto Porter's playing out the perfect career. Somehow steals, like, what was it, like a three-year $75 million deal or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was huge, big-time money. He's making uh, twenty, almost $27 million a year. Yeah, a guy that, you know, not worth that money, um, as we all... I mean, he he's had his years where he's... There's times where he's been... He's shown really good flashes, but a guy definitely not worth that amount. And then he's coming into this free agency class <laughs> as a guy that, you know, is one of the better names and a guy that has proven himself a little bit to be somebody that could be on the higher earnings end, especially entering his prime at like 27 years old, whatever he is. So, you know, I guess uh, Otto Porter's doing it right. I guess he kind of predicted the future. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got in terms of free agency and whatever. Yeah. Um, one quick thing I wanted to bring up um, before we end. Do you think – what do you think about Gordon Hayward's contract? Do you think he'll, they're talking about a possible restructure? Um, um, he's got a player option, so it's tough. The only thing I could see happening if he were – he's he's either accepting it or restructuring. There's no way he bails out of this, like – That'd be stupid. Yeah. Um. I could see a restructure if it's long term. Okay. Because he's not a guy that. I mean, he's in today's NBA, and for the free agency class we have coming up, he'd probably be a guy worth his contract. Uh yeah, with the yeah. And I mean... he has, you know. There's things he's better at now than he was better at in Utah. He's a better playmaker now than he was in Utah. Similar, slightly better rebounder. Um, I think the only thing that people knock him for is his scoring ability. But, I mean, he shoots very efficiently. He's got really good shooting splits. He's like one of the only guys ever to go like 15 for 15 in a game. Um, And he's... at. These last, like, this last few uh, stretch that the Celtics played, he's been dropping, like, 
26, 7, 25, 7, 8, near triple-double numbers. And, you know, when you think about it, he's a guy getting a lot less touches than he did in Utah, and his usage rate is so much lower, and he's only scoring four less points per game. And he's shooting better, yeah. he's rebounding better, passing better. So he's not necessarily the same player that the Celtics paid for when they went out to get him. And it kind of worked out perfectly because he's, he's not the guy that we need him to be like we did three years ago when we signed him. We don't yeah, need him to be kinda... the number one or number two scoring option. Exactly. And he's I think playing his role perfectly. I think your point, the point that you made is probably, it, like, explains the situation as well as it can be explained, I think. You look at the free agent class coming up. Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond lead the free agent class by far, and those guys are going to stay on their teams. Then after that, you get Gordon Hayward and DeMar DeRozan. I think those are the two next best guys. So, yeah, I mean, I think the only way I see um, Gordon doing anything would be restructuring to a longer term deal, worth like a middle ground payroll in the twenty million dollar range. Yeah, maybe he gets paid. 20, 25 million next, like they restructure for 20, 25 million next year, but he makes 25, 20 to 25, three or two or three years after that as well. Because especially with the free agent classes that we're going to have coming up, the not at, not just like not this year, but the year after and the year after that, and the talent that's coming into the league, his value is going to slowly decrease, even though he's a guy that plays all around. You're seeing more and more guys that are capable of doing what he's doing, and he's probably going to want some financial security. I mean, he's already secured his bag. He's gotten the max contract when it was the max at the time. But a guy who's a perennial all-star and all-star caliber player, he's going to want that kind of money, and especially if he can get it from a team that's going to be contending for the next five years. I think he either opts in and signs at a less rate the next year or he just brings his price down and extends for three three more years in the $20 million range, 20 to $25 million range. Yeah. Maybe like a back end loaded contract where he makes more towards the end of his, towards the end of his yeah. contract. I think that would be something he would be interested in. Celtics would probably be interested in that opens up some money for the Tatum um, extension. So. Yeah, and keeping other guys as well, other young guys that are going to be expiring. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that. One thing, one last thing I want to talk about, um, just some quick news. NBA 2K21 announced Damian Lillard as the current Gen Cover athlete, very deserving. Um, I think, I, I find it strange that they're doing a current Gen and next Gen. And, I mean, they always do the historic one or whatever, which is probably going to be Kobe, if I had to guess. Probably be announced tomorrow. Um, it's going to be Kobe. Um, I, I, it only makes sense. So, Lillard's the current gen, which I said, again, very deserving. Um, a guy who's – that's a sense of recognition that maybe he doesn't get all the time because he plays in Portland. A guy that, you know, year after year is a top, you know, 5 to 10 MVP candidate consistently good best point guard in the league in my opinion right now well maybe the last two years um you know good for him grace the cover um zion takes the next gen which in my opinion is a good move from the company's perspective but i think from you know perspective of finding somebody deserving of it i'd probably say no 
Yeah, from a marketing um, perspective, I like, probably one of the most, yeah, probably the best thing they could do. It is, it's genius from that perspective, but just the guys played like 16, what, 16 to 20 games in the 19, NBA. He played 19 games, and he's already on a cover. LeBron had to play 903 games before he was on a cover. That's crazy. And I get the hype around him. And I get the new, the next generation of players, maybe led by Zion, um, leading into the next generation of consoles. It's a perfect match. Um, and what people think of, coming from my perspective as a marketing student, it's called an imagined experience. People think of, you know, that next generation, and they see that trailer of Zion on the next generation console, and their mind clicks to thinking this cover of Zion reminds me of the trailer of um, that I saw earlier this year of Zion for the next generation console for the PS5. And that makes you think, oh, these are better graphics. I want to buy this console. Um, so they've done a great job in boosting sales for the game and boosting sales for the next generation consoles. That'll help them as well. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a game changer because... They're expensive. The, the consoles are expensive. So, But I think it's, it's definitely helpful in leading that next generation of 2Ks and on the next generation of consoles, especially for a guy so hyped and all the kids love him. And this is like, personally, I know me and Eric, we probably won't invest in next generation consoles, at least right off the bat, because, you know, we're 20 so years old. We're not going to be playing. I don't, in my opinion, I'm not going to be playing video games forever. I don't know if it's worth the investment, but kids who are 14, 15, 16 years old worshiping Zion, this is going to be something they're interested in. Yeah, I mean, but I, like you said, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the nail in the head. You know, oh, Zion's on the cover. I'm going to go I'm buy gonna a get, PS5 yeah. for 500. But it helps, especially when they created that trailer. Um, but I do think it. I mean, it, it's cool for you know the 12 year olds. <laughs> yeah, like. I, I don't think he's deserving. I think you could have put a guy like Luca on there. Yeah, easily. I think yeah, Luca would have made more Jaw. sense. Another guy going. I don't know about Ja either because usually you don't put guys who played one a year. Yeah, but at least he's gonna win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, but he also I love Ja, but he doesn't have the hype Zion has. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I would have put Luca because Luca has that hype and he's proven a guy that can you know drop thirty nine and nine a night, which is crazy for a guy his age. But, yeah, so that's just the touch. Kobe's probably going to be the legend edition, which obviously very deserving. It's a good uh, homage to him. Having passed this past season, it'll be the second time he's on the legend edition. And uh, third time he's on the cover overall. But, yeah, that's just some short news. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys on Sound Up Stream on Sunday. Uh, we'll have another episode of MST out next Thursday. We'll uh, we're gonna come up with some ideas, maybe try something a little, uh, do something a little different for next week um, to keep everybody interested and maybe all the fans listening. Maybe we'll have a guest pretty soon. We'll start that back up again for a couple weeks, um, but we'll see how this keeps going. Like we said, we have merch out. Um, check that out. It's on T Public. It's in our bios on Instagram. You can click the link. It'll take you right to the T Public store with our shirts on them. Um, three three new summer designs. Uh, they're they're pretty dope. So go go check those out for sure. Um, but that's gonna do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in.
Peace. Peace.